her, and they were happy she'd finally found somebody who would love her back. Sis tried to be too, but she was not the kind of woman to be swept off her feet. Emily's fiancé was handsome in the too slick way that made her skin crawl. Every time Sis glanced at him, he was checking his reflection in the Coca-Cola mirror behind Sweet Mama's soda fountain. Still, Emily had obviously seen something in her fiancé that Sis missed. So she'd trotted over to her future brother-in-law, determined to learn more about him. Larry, I guess you already know I'm the watchdog of the family. You don't do yourself justice, Sis. His smile was wide and easy, this pharmaceutical salesman named Larry Chastain who had swept Emily off her feet six weeks earlier when she'd gone to Walgreens to get some Pepto-Bismol for Andy's upset stomach. I'd call you Emily's guardian angel. He oozed sincerity, and in spite of her reservations, Sis found herself smiling back. Tell me about yourself, Larry. Ah, the dreaded Inquisition. His smile was still in place, but Sis thought she'd seen a flash of irritation. Or maybe she was just looking for reasons to keep her trusting sister from racing to the altar with the wrong man. I'm blunt, Larry, maybe too blunt, but I need to know my baby sister is going to be in good hands. I love your sister and make more than enough money to give her and Andy everything they want and need. Emily tells me you're a worrier, but rest assured, you have nothing to worry about, sis. Emily had walked up then and whisked him off to the kitchen to meet Beulah. It wasn't until they'd gone that sis realized Larry Chastain hadn't told her one single thing about himself. She stood there looking down at the floor as if she expected to see a greasy spot where he'd been standing. What was it about Larry that set her on edge? Sis hadn't been able to put her finger on the cause during that meeting two weeks ago. But driving along the beach road to pick up a brother who had received a purple heart, she wondered how Larry had managed to avoid the draft. The very idea of a draft dodger in a patriotic family where the men had served and sacrificed for their country made her want to snatch Emily up and run. By the time Sis parked her valiant at the bus station, She had to deep breathe in order to collect herself. It wouldn't do for her brother to see her in this shape. She adjusted the rearview mirror in the off chance her reflection would show some magical transformation. Unfortunately, there she was, plain and chubby with a perpetual worry line creasing her forehead and hair so curly it always looked like it had been styled by an egg beater. Still, she tried to pat it into place and even dug around in her purse to see if she could find a tube of lipstick, as if a little slash of red could turn back the clock. It had been two long years since she'd seen her brother, and she liked to think the sight of her would remind him of catching fireflies on summer nights, and fishing off the pier, and playing baseball in the backyard. She turned up nothing in her purse but a wallet, a wad of tissue, two pieces of bubblegum, and the stub of a pencil. Sighing, she pinched her cheeks, bit her lower lip to add some color, 
and then put on a smile she hoped would make her look like a woman who had everything in the world she'd ever wanted. As she stepped out of the car, Sis held out hope that her brother would be the one to turn her hornet's nest of worry into something manageable. A funny story they'd all laugh at a dozen years from now when Andy was graduating from high school and Emily was baking a celebration cake at Sweet Mama's. But Jim was leaning against the wall on his crutch, blowing smoke from a lucky strike into the humid evening air, his face as closed as a fist. Jim. Oh, my God, Jim. Sis, was all he said. And when she wrapped her arms around him, she understood that's all he could manage. His flesh had vanished from his bones, and with it the buoyant spirit that used to radiate from him in waves that made him almost...